This is a special edition of the Eating Well podcast for the holiday season 2005. Steve. And I'm Michelle. You can visit our website at eatingwellpodcast.blogspot.com. Or send us an email at eating.well at gmail.com. The intro music is Groove It by Dennis Kitchen, part of the Podsafe Music Network, available at music.podshow.com. Our podcast is hosted by OurMedia.org in cooperation with Archive.org. We wanted to make a point to get this out to you before the upcoming weekend. We have Thanksgiving just a few days away, but several of the tips and suggestions that we're going to talk about today and throw your way can be applied to several different situations over the next couple of months. That's true. And, you know, we have episode six ready to go. And uh, we've rushed this one into pre-production, and we're recording now in order to get it out as soon as we can. You know, we've had a little bit of schedule shake up in the past couple of days, and you'll hear all about it in episode six when it finally airs. So we wanted to get this one out to kind of give you uh, a little toolkit for the upcoming holiday season. Thanks for your patience to those of you out there who are dedicated listeners. Um, we'll try to be more consistent in the future. Um, and related to the holiday seasons coming up, there's a lot of you know low-calorie recipes out there and people talking about how to minimize your calorie intake over the holidays. And a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are really relating to your environment, right. how to make good choices. Right. There's a lot of things you can do with environmental control, but I think the biggest encompassing uh, skill that you can have or the biggest tool you can use is to have a plan. Yeah, why don't you explain to them what that means? If you have a plan, if you go in having a plan, you're so much better prepared for any situation you're coming into. You know, instead of going in unprepared, you're going to have to make a decision on the spot about every situation you encounter. And you may not be prepared to do that. You may be hungry, tired, stressed out, um, you might be annoyed or angry. You might have to deal with people, family members or whatever that you're not prepared to deal with or haven't seen for a while. And It can be pretty frustrating. Oh, yeah. Lots of stress is associated with the holiday season. You know, it's a very joyous time of year and people celebrate and have a good time, but there's also a lot of stress associated with all of that and planning and, and meal preparation and gift buying and dealing with crowds and there's a lot going on. Which oftentimes leads to overeating. Yeah. Yeah. Stress eating and so forth. So if you have a plan to gain weight, well, you'll have an easy plan to make. You That's can right. go in and, and feel frustrated and, and just plan to eat and overeat. And that'll lead to weight gain. That's for sure. And yeah. some people put their, their dietary goals or their, their, their dieting, if you will, on hold during the holidays and just say, well, Holidays are coming. I'm just going to say we'll pick it up in January. Right. That old uh, 
Um, what, are you gonna, what are you doing on January 1st? Uh, New, New Year's, Year's resolution, resolution, right. Exactly. So, I mean, how many times have you made a New Year's resolution? Oh, I need to lose that last 20, right? Yep. Well, it starts on the first of the year. Well, if you're listening today, you might as well just start today. Why not? It's very possible. So, as far as Steve was talking about making a plan, one of my favorite things to do is if you know you're going to overeat on Thanksgiving in particular, maybe at the holiday party, overindulge in maybe alcohol on you know, January 1st or, or um, you know, New Year's Eve, basically you want to plan for the days beforehand and the days afterward. So it's pretty much a given that most of us overeat calories on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? Even if you're paying attention, even if you are making a plan, it's typically going to happen. Right. Because those those holiday foods are so rich and so fatty. and. But do you want to overeat by 2,000 calories or 5,000 calories? That's right. You can minimize the damage by having a plan. Exactly. You can still have, you can still participate, but having a plan is going to make a big difference. And what we're talking about here is to make room in your calorie budget. If you have the same amount of calories for the week, despite having a very high day, you're still okay. It may not be ideal, you wouldn't want to do that all the time, but you can minimize the damage done by that day by sticking to your nutritional core and reducing the calories as much as you can for the weeks or for the day around the days around that that event day. Right. And I know we're getting this out on a Tuesday and it's only two days away for Thanksgiving. But keep in mind, you can have lower calorie days both before and after the big eating event um, in holidays to come. So for now, maybe even tomorrow, you can make wise choices and throw in extra fruits and vegetables to keep your calories low. But just because we're going to overeat on, say, Thanksgiving doesn't mean we have to overeat continually on Friday and Saturday and Sunday because there's probably going to be leftovers around. Right. And that doesn't mean that we're giving you a pass to cut loose on Thanksgiving. That's not what we're saying at all. Right. We're acknowledging the fact that there are these foods around and you are going to have them. But that doesn't mean that, well, I planned ahead. I can just cut loose on this day. It's a very simple plan, but it's not the best one you could be using. And one of the best ways to really follow through with this, and the tip that I like the most, is to eat before you go. Yeah. People think this is a funny concept because, you know, you're going to eat. Why yeah. would you eat before you go? Well, one of the key reasons you might do that is to make sure all your nutritional needs are satisfied. If you know that you're going to go there and have pie and cake and half a pound of turkey and gravy, gravy and all these things, those are very high in calories and you'll wipe out your calorie budget very quickly. But you're not going to be meeting the needs, your nutritional needs, by doing that things like fiber come to mind. You may not get all your fiber in for that day. Probably protein's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, you'll get plenty of protein that day. But like Steve was saying, you're going to have a lot of high fat foods, high calorie foods, not the best nutrition overall. So if you can start your day off with something somewhat satisfying like some oatmeal and some fruit or even some toast and some fruit and you know you don't have to walk through the front door or even if you're serving it at your own house, you don't have to be starving when you sit down to eat because Chances are we're going to eat all day long anyway. So if you start your day off with a decent meal, with something nutritionally sound, you're setting yourself up for a, a more successful day. So we want nutritionally sound, nutritionally significant. We want low calorie if we can f function that. And we want high volume so that we're full. Right. Right? That's, that's three good tips. 
And then I know we keep saying if you arrive or if you go once you walk through the door. So I'm assuming that a lot of people go to other people's houses. But I know several of you listening have the event at your own house. So one of my favorite tips as well is to have a lot of foods on hand that are healthy. There's already going to be, like Steve said, the pies and the gravy and the the typical... Um, you know, Holiday. I'm just talking about Thanksgiving here, but yeah. cookies, pies, they're just consistent throughout the entire holiday season. Right. So if you're going somewhere, be the one that brings the veggie platter or two veggie platters or the veggie platter and the fruit platter. And that way you know that foods are, good choices are available, not only for yourself, but for everyone else. Um, those are my two favorites, are the veggie platter and the fruit platter. I like to get the bowl of pre-cut melon or whatever it is and grapes and pineapple and all that stuff. Yeah, and you know, you don't have to bring a high fat dip to accompany it. You can just bring the plain old veggies. If they are around and you're standing there talking to friends or family, people are going to reach down and grab the carrot sticks and the cauliflower and the tomatoes. They're just going to eat them as is. You don't have to have something very high fat and calorie next to it to dip it into. Well, there are some there are some very common high super high calorie offenders that are commonly available in uh, the buffet style holiday setups and those are your dips your sauces and gravies and the junk snacks like chips and the pretzels and all of that stuff that gets set out and they're just kinda sitting around and people casually have them but that can end up being a lot of calories four or six hours later oh yeah a lot hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calories um, I mean, you really just don't use a little bit of sauce or a little bit of gravy. You use a lot of it. Right, especially if one of them happens to be your favorite. Like right. Like if you have a weakness for grandma's gravy, it could be a problem. Oh, a big problem. So we're going to give you some tips on how you can minimize that problem. And kind of to tie those last two tips together, one thing I really like to bring, either have at my house or bring to someone else's house, is the cranberries. You know, you buy a bag of just whole, fresh cranberries on their own, Heat them up in a saucepan on the stove with Splenda, the zero-calorie sugar substitute. That's all you really need to do. Melt huh. it together and mix cranberries. So you can bring it so it's a low-calorie option, it's a fruit option, as well as replacing gravy with it. So right. instead of using gravy and butter, use the cranberries on your food. That's excellent. I'll have to try that. Yeah. And now, no, one, no one really knows. I mean, nobody knows it's sweetened with Splenda. No one even asks. Right. It tastes just like the real deal. Another great one is to drink lots of water. We talked in the hydration one about bringing water with you. This is, it's important here. You can have any of the uh, zero calorie sodas because there's a ton on the market. I personally like Diet Right because it's got no sodium as well. Uh, but water's great. Everyone's got a water bottle. You know, uh, I saw someone take their water bottle and put a big Christmas bow around it. Oh, that's it was great. A, it was a festive water bottle. <laughs> That's awesome. They'll probably start selling holiday water bottles. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and people are going to be standing around drinking whatever it is. I mean, I know we're focusing a lot now on, on Thanksgiving, but here comes Christmas and New Year's as well, where there's a lot of drinking going on with social gatherings. And one of the things I recommend you, you do is carry around a wine glass or a champagne glass, margarita glass, whatever everyone else is holding, and pour some Diet Right in there. Pour some sparkling water in there with yeah. a little twist of lime. Something that has no calories, but no one knows that it's just a zero-calorie drink. Right. They think that you're drinking along with everybody else. Right. You have your glass to do the toast as well, and you're not really adding alcoholic calories. 
I would suggest trying the uh, white grape flavored diet right. Oh, like that sounds that good. Yeah. Where do you buy that? You know, it's it's starting to be carried at Albertsons now. You can find it. It's kind of hit and miss whether or not you're going to see it. Um, Smart and Final is sort of like a warehouse store that we have in the area, and they carry it sometimes. All right. But you can also find it at Price Club or Costco is what it's called now, on occasion. Sounds like it's getting more and more popular. It is, and so they've just recently grape. changed their packaging. So if you've been drinking that product, they've changed their boxes, and now their cans have changed also. Oh, I think I noticed that recently. Yeah, they changed it. They've changed their name. It's not just Diet Right anymore. It's like Diet Right Zero or something like that. Okay, good to know. Um, so another thing we want to talk about is removing yourself from the environment. If it's pie time and you really don't care about pie, but everyone's eating pie and it's going to be tempted, especially if someone's saying, hey, have some pie. Yeah, the food pushers. Yeah. Subtractive environmental control is one of your best weapons. If it's something you can take out of the situation that you know is going to be a problem, or if you can't take it out of the situa take it out of the environment, you can take yourself out of the environment if it's acceptable, right? Right. And there's lots of things you could go do. You could uh, go play with the kids, or you could go for a walk. That's a good one. Get some physical activity because it's typically a very low physical activity time of year. And you could even bring one of the food pushers with you. Get them out of the environment. Yeah, I highly recommend that. If you're the one that speaks up and says, hey, I'm going on a walk, who wants to go with me? Chances are that someone who has been in the room with you for the past several hours eating their way through the day is going to feel like, you know, I really need to go for a walk. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably someone else around that doesn't really necessarily want to sit and eat hundreds or thousands of calories worth of pie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I got some people in my family that could really just, you know, talk themselves to sleep. They could just, uh, <laughs> they have endless points of conversation. So sometimes just to get away from that, I'll have to go for a walk. <laughs> go walk to avoid the sleepers. Yeah. What we'd like you to do is create a plan. And in that plan, you might decide that you're going to have some of these particularly high calorie foods. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't deprive yourself completely. Then Don't feel like we're asking you to go crazy and not eat what you're supposed to have on Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's and not have what you're normally accustomed to, but make wise choices. Make, make, make a plan that includes these foods. Give yourself a break. Plan to eat something there. But before you go, decide what it's going to be. And how much. And how much. That's the key thing. If you say, oh, I'm going to have pie and I've planned to have pie. Well, how much pie are you going to have? Yeah, chances are there's probably already going to be three or four different types of pies there. So does that mean you're going to have a piece of each? Right. You have to be specific in your plan. And what does a piece mean? Right. How big is that piece? Oh, well, it's whatever they give me. Well, if you're like me, they'll serve you a great big old piece. I'm a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, keep in mind that most pies out there, a decent-sized bite of any pie in general is 100 calories. So anytime you're taking a pretty good size bite of pie, 100 calories, 100 calories, start adding them up. And if you need to, if you need to, if this is such a foreign concept to you, you could write your plan down with bullet points and say, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and uh, bring it with you and stick to it. An important um, note regarding that is you want to have realistic goals. 
You don't want to have such a crazy plan for yourself that you know you're going to fail. Right. Don't set yourself up to fail. Right. Be realistic with what you want to do. So set something practical. Tell yourself that I'm going to have, you know, one piece of pie. Right. Or two bites of each flavor of pie. And right? so you're giving yourself permission to have this. And you're not, you don't, you don't ever run into the guilt of cheating because you didn't cheat. You have planned for this. And you don't ever deny yourself feeling like you've left out or you're missing out or you're not participating or you've excluded yourself from this. You've cut yourself out of the situation or out of the event. Right. And if you set a realistic goal and you actually do stick to it, you feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you set something that's not realistic and then you go home feeling really stuffed and bloated, uncomfortable in your clothes, you're going to lay in bed and think, wow, I've really blown it again. Yeah. Right? And that's what we're really trying to avoid here. And if okay, let's let's look at the situation if you don't have a plan. You know you're not supposed to have this stuff and you're you're kind of dreading going because you know all this is going to be there and there's there's anxiety. Right. And then it comes time to decision time and a little bit of peer pressure and a food pusher come along <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got half a pie in your face. Okay. That's a lot of guilt. For a lot of people, that's a very guilty event right there. Right, sure. And so they get the feeling, well, there goes my diet. I've blown it. Shameful. Shameful, right? We feel shameful anyway. Yeah. You've, you've cheated on your diet, to use the common terminology. I don't like that terminology, but that's pretty common. You feel like you've cheated. Even if you're not on a diet, you feel like you've cheated. You yeah. feel like you've blown it. And so that can lead to the notion of, well, we're just going to scratch this day and say, well, We'll pick it up tomorrow, or we'll pick it up next week. Start again on Monday. Oh, yeah. I heard, heard that before. <laughs> right. And that's not always the best option. So if you do eat something that you didn't plan on, you should have some idea or some plan on how to handle that situation. And keep in mind, we're, we're not talking about tasting some special dish that someone brought and having a, a little taste of it. We're talking about overindulging and having seconds and thirds and just really feeling uncomfortable. Right. You know, there's a difference between sampling something, like you said, and really, really stepping back into an old behavior or uh, disregarding what you know or what you plan to do. You know, and with these goals in mind, you can really sit down on Thanksgiving or Christmas or some holiday event coming up and have a portion of gravy or a chunk of cheese or this wonderful slice of pie and thoroughly enjoy it. And that's something to really feel proud of. You know, enjoy this wonderful meal, be thankful for it, and go home feeling pretty proud of yourself for sticking to your plan. That's right. You can try some tips like eating slow and savoring what it is you're having and really appreciating, you know, what that food is in the moment and, you know, just to kind of slow yourself down. Instead of, uh, I don't know, I tend to eat fast. And sometimes, if it's a particularly high-calorie food, uh, you know, in five minutes, you could really put on a lot of calories. No sure. problem. Sure. I think uh, you said to me that uh, you can you can eat more calories in five minutes than you can burn off in five hours. That's right. Boy, that's impressive. It's crazy. If you think about it, I mean, think about how much... I, don't, I know we're talking about pie a lot, but say pie or, or something high-fatty, high-calorie. Think about how much you could eat in a five-minute period. That's a lot of eating. Yeah. And then think about how many calories you can burn off in one hour, yeah. two hours, five hours. I mean, that's a lot of exercising to do. 
Oh, yeah. So, and you know, be wise with your choices. Um, another thing I want to bring up is um, plate size for portion control. Yeah. If you're at someone else's house and they're offering small plates, big plates, medium plates, well, take a small one. If you're having something that's high calorie, choose a small plate. Something that's low calorie, the salads and the green beans, etc., that should be on the big plate. Right. And okay. this should be at your house as well. You know, put out different sizes of plates for different types of foods. So in the event that you've eaten something you didn't plan on, your plan has failed or you've decided to step away from your plan, you need to acknowledge that you did eat this. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't, it doesn't evaporate. Right? You can't just uh, set yeah, the, it aside and forget about it. Right. The calories still count. That's right. Even if you don't want them to, they still count. And the guilt's probably going to still be there. Right. The so guilty feelings. You just kind of have to accept it. You have to acknowledge that it did happen. You need to write it down. If you're keeping food records, this still goes even the record, even though you didn't plan for it to be there. Right. And so the key is, I think, that Steve's trying to make is you can get right back on track immediately. Immediately. If you ate too much at the lunch meal, well, you don't have to think, well, this whole day is shot. I might as well keep eating all night long. Or this whole week is shot. I might as well continue with this through tomorrow and the next day. Right. Get back on track immediately. And, you know, if you take a moment to think about what the situation, you might be able to use some of the skills and some of your knowledge to change the situation, either by bringing something else that's good environmental control into that situation. You know, you know what they are, the low-calorie, high-volume foods, right, the good nutritional choices. Right. Or by removing yourself from that situation. If it was bad and you weren't able to handle it or you didn't like the stress of that decision or any of that, you might remove yourself from that situation in the future. Right. Make it a learning experience for you. But there are, some definitely, there are definitely some things that you do not want to do in the event that you make a poor choice. Like and what? Like you don't, like we said it a couple of times now, you don't want to just say, screw it. I, I blew it. Throw We're done. The towel. We'll pick it up. We'll pick it up uh, next week 1st. or January 1st. <laughs> I'll make a New Year's resolution to get back on my diet. That's not, that's not a really good choice. Right. Uh, you definitely do not want to try and purge or make yourself sick and try and expel that whatever it is you ate. Very it's a dangerous. very unhealthy thing to do. Yeah. And if that's something you're considering as an option, you might want to talk get some counseling because that's a that's a very dangerous behavior. Absolutely. You don't want to have an exercise binge to try and make up for those calories. Yeah, I hear this one a lot. People say, "Well, I overate, so I'm going to go out and and you know, work on the treadmill for for four hours, try and make up for it. Well, that's overcompensating in another area. Right. That, that starts to get out of control pretty quickly as well. Now, we're not saying don't exercise. And if you manage to get exercise in, that's great. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about the behavior of, oh, my goodness. You wake up the next morning, you realize, oh, I had 27 plates of Oreos. I need to go <laughs> run 48 miles. Right. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, by starting your day off with um, a practical meal, something that's nutritionally good for you, you can start your day off with a walk as well. I know you're going to be cooking and preparing and, you know, getting things ready for travel perhaps, but if you start your day off with exercise, studies show that you make better choices throughout the day because you've yeah. made yourself a priority. That's right. And another thing that you don't want to do is to starve yourself. If you, uh, for lunch or brunch, have half a pound of bacon, you think, well, if I don't anything, eat anything else for the rest of the day, I'll still be with my calorie budget. Right. 
Well, that's not the way it works, see? You still have to meet your nutritional needs for that day. So no matter what it is you've eaten, if you know you haven't met the nutritional needs for that day, you still have to eat that food. Right. You, know, you, you may or may not be hungry, depending on what it is you ate and when you ate it, but your body still has the same needs it did yesterday and it's going to have tomorrow. So regardless of what the calorie budget is, you still need to get your nutritional minimums met. So don't, don't try and starve yourself or uh, skip out on the rest of that food. You're not replacing your nutritional food with whatever that high-calorie food is. Right. So we've been talking a lot so far about what not to do, what you should, you know, don't do this and don't do that. And we can keep going on and on for hours about what we shouldn't do. And most of us know this stuff already. So I just want to hit a few uh, key highlighted points of things that you should carry away with you as to-do messages. Right? So the first one I can think of is start your day off right with a healthy breakfast. Start your day off with some sort of exercise, some kind of self-care to remind yourself that despite all the chaos and busyness throughout the next day or weekend or holiday event that you're, you're encountering or participating in, that you're still a priority to yourself. Make a plan. Include others in your plan. Let other people know, family members and people that are important in your life, what your plan is. They can help you. If they're not helping you or they're making some decisions that are bad or not supportive, just kindly let them know that what they're doing is disruptive or not supportive and you need their help to get your plan accomplished. Uh, most people I've found either are unaware of how impactful their actions are when you're in a tough environment like this. When I'm trying, I'm focused on losing weight and I'm in a holiday situation like food pushers don't know they're food pushers. Oh, Steve, you've done so great all week. Just yeah. have a piece of pie. Right. Here you go. Just have a little taste of this. You've been doing so great and depriving yourself for how long now? Right. You deserve it. I've heard all of that before. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all have, I think. And that's just not a very... That's, they're, not, they're not trying to harm me or they're not trying to hurt me or sabotage me. I don't know, maybe they are, but I don't think so. And sometimes I just need a little reminder. You know, yeah. says, you know, what that's not very beneficial to me. I'd, I'd really appreciate if you didn't do that. Yeah, that's not the way that I can best be supported. That's right. Um, so another tip is drink water. Drink water in the morning. Drink water all day long. Carry around your glass with sparkling water, diet soda, so that you're feeling that you're participating in the event, but not necessarily with a bunch of extra calories, right. empty calories, right? Make sure your nutritional needs are met. At the end of the day, if you haven't met your nutritional needs, get them satisfied. Just because you might have overeaten earlier doesn't mean you need to go to bed without getting some good fruits and vegetables in there and some fiber. And be the one to take the fruits and veggies. Don't feel embarrassed that everyone else is making all these wonderful things that you should come in with carrot sticks and celery sticks. It's okay. People will eat them. That's right. Even if you're the only one, I mean, you've still done what's right for you. The last thing is enjoy the food that's there. Try not to deprive yourself and feel completely, you know, out, out of the loop with everyone else. Have some, but choose realistic portions on a smaller plate of the higher calorie options and supplement those with the lower calorie vegetables and fruits. Right. And every family situation is different. Every environment is different. But one of the things you can do is to try and, particularly if your family is focused on the food, like everyone coming is bringing a dish and it's about the food, right? You can try and move some of the focus off of the food 
and on to something else family related. You can bring out the photo albums, right? Yeah. People love to look at the photo album. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take new pictures for the photo album. Here's us all together. You can get out the video camera. I mean, there's lots of things that you can do to try and shift the focus. If there's gifts around, as long as they're not gifts of food, <laughs> you should be okay. By the way, never gift food. Just throw that one in there. <laughs> and there's lots of fun games to play. I know Thanksgiving's coming, so it's a nice time to really tell people what you're thankful for. Um, people like to laugh, so it doesn't have to be, like Steve's saying, so focused on the actual food itself, but being together. And you can yeah. remind people of that. If they're trying to push food on you, just let them know, you know, I wanted to be here with you guys today, but not to ruin my diet plan. Right. And, you know, my family has lots of little stupid traditions and games, and I don't think they want me to call them stupid. I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're silly is what they are. And um, some of them revolve around food. So I've tried to try and uh, either avoid being involved in those particular ones just because, you know, I'm imp it's important for me to be there and witness and participate, but not necessarily take part in the food aspect of it. Right. And it's without getting too specific, you know, there's one where you have to try and eat an egg as fast as you can. <laughs> a boiled egg? A, a hard-boiled egg. Right, so without the shell? Just without the shell. <laughs> More fiber. <laughs> yeah. It's a little rough going down. But, uh, you know, there's lots of other little events and things that you can draw attention to and participate in and have a good time and see all your friends and family sure. without making the whole event about the dinner right. or the, the meal. That's a really good point. And no matter how good or bad your day goes, tomorrow's another day. There you go. It's never too late to start fresh. So that's been our special edition of the Eating Well podcast. You can send us some email on your thoughts or ideas at eating.well at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Episode 6 is coming out real soon, so listen to that one. It's an episode on carbohydrates. Yep. Be well. The exit music is So Funky It Stinks by Furious Ball, part of the Podsafe Music Network, available at music.podshow.com. <laughs>